Welcome back to the Fit-ish Project with your host, Lathan Bass, where we make health and fitness practical for the average person like me and you. We are back with another episode, number two of 2024, and we have a topic today that mentioned it a couple times in like different podcasts shortly, just talked about it real briefly, but we're going to do a whole entire episode on this topic today, which we will get into in a second. Uh, But before doing that, just wanted to say with the new year kicking off, have some one-on-one coaching spots open. So if you are somebody who is looking to make a change, I'm looking for five online fitness clients looking to drop at least 20 pounds and do it in a way that's actually sustainable, something that fits into your lifestyle, fits into your goals, and something that you are able to sustain long-term. So if that is something that you're interested in, uh, you can check out the link in the show notes, and we can have a conversation and see if you're a good fit. But without uh, further ado, we will get into today's topic, which is sleep. So sleep is something that has been talked about more and more as of late. I think people are really understanding the importance of sleep. And, you know, it's something that you've been told probably since you were a little kid and coming up, like how important sleep was and you need to get your eight hours and all those different things. And I think for a while it was just kind of brushed off and we didn't really think of it as that important. But the more and more that we know, the more we discover through science and the more people that we have talk about sleep, we really understand the importance of it. So in this episode today, we're going to talk about, number one, why it's important, what's actually like going on when we are sleeping and what uh, detriments may be happening if we are not getting quite enough sleep. And of course, we're going to talk about some things that you can do to improve it, just some practical tips that you can start putting into action right away. Uh, because the fact of the matter is, if you're not getting a good quality seven to eight hours of sleep, you are probably not living or functioning at your highest and best self. And we're going to talk a little bit about why that is. And the cool thing about sleep is, you know, since it does affect so many different things, just as far as like, your mood, your focus, how you feel physically, how you feel mentally, like your clarity, um, your immune system, like how you look, like all these different things are directly affected by sleep. So by focusing on something as important as sleep, you can have a massive benefit on all these different areas within your life versus trying to fix each one of these things individually. That might be a little bit harder, but just by focusing on getting good quality sleep, you can have a massive benefit in so many different areas, which is why I think it's important because I'm all about simplicity. You know, I like things that are simple and I like focusing on the big things, not necessarily all these little like minutia, tiny little details and stuff like that. I'd rather focus on the big rocks, nutrition, exercise, sleep, like those are the big things that are going to have the most benefit on your life and just how you feel, how you look, you know, how you operate in your everyday life. So focusing on those things can have a massive benefit on so many different areas. So sleep is an important one. So I figured we'd talk about this one today. Starting out, you know, just talking about sleep, like, you know, why do we sleep or why is sleep even important? And when you think about it from a evolutionary perspective, like it's got to be pretty important because when we think back to thousands of years ago, when we were just kind of roaming around the earth, out in nature, out in the wild, you know, there was a lot of different predators. There was a lot of things that could put us in danger. There was a lot of things that could kill us, you know, while we're out there, you know, just exploring and trying to live and trying to survive. So for us to have this practice or this thing that we have to do for a third of the day where we are completely shut off to the world, where can't see anything, we can't hear anything, we can't move, that puts us at a pretty big risk for some 
some bad things to happen, right? You could have animals come and attack you. You could have other humans that come and attack you. You have to deal with the weather because you're out in the, you're out in nature, you're out in the wild, like storms and all that different stuff. So in order for us to do this thing, which we call sleep, it put us at a pretty big, you know, disadvantage. It put us at a pretty big risk. So thinking about it from that perspective, it's obviously got to be really important because, you know, evolution is pretty smart and it doesn't keep around a lot of things that we don't necessarily need. And sleep is something that we obviously need and we know is important. So I mean, we're just thinking about like from a super basic level, like what's actually going on during sleep. I'm not going to get into like all the science and stuff like that because I don't really care about the science that deeply. And I don't think it's necessarily that important, you know, all the things that are going on while you're sleeping. But from a super basic level, um, it's just a time for our brain and our body to recover and repair so that we can perform and function at our highest quality. And basically by doing that, we're going to be able to live our best lives because if you're getting crappy sleep, like, you know, you've had a crappy night of sleep or maybe a couple crappy nights of sleep or maybe even a week where like your sleep habits were off and life just isn't as good. Like you don't feel as good. Uh, you don't have as much energy. Like you're maybe hungrier, your mood's off, your emotions might kind of be all over the place. Like your clarity and your focus aren't there. Your brain just doesn't seem to function right. Like there's a lot of things that start to happen when we aren't getting quality sleep. So understanding like what's actually going on and then maybe some tips that can help us, I think is something that a lot of us could benefit from. So that is what we are going to talk about today. So what's actually going on like while we're sleeping or why is sleep important? So when we're sleeping, you know, we're moving things around that we learned that day into our long-term memory. And this is something that I really wish that I would have known when I was in college, because in college, you know, most kids, most uh, students have extremely terrible sleeping habits, staying up super late, probably not eating the best diet, maybe drinking, things like that. But your sleep schedule is just off. Like it's just not great. Some nights you're only getting a couple hours of sleep. Other nights, maybe you're sleeping 10 hours or whatever, because you don't have class or you skip class. But obviously, like, you know, the whole goal of when you're in college is to learn things. And when you're not getting enough sleep, you're not allowing your brain to move the things that you're learning throughout the day into your long term memory, which obviously can be problematic. And I think that's something that we probably don't think about, you know, like, oh, like I learned this thing throughout the day, I spent a bunch of time trying to study or do this thing, like it's automatically going to be pushed into my long term memory, and I should be good to go. But that stuff is actually happening when you are sleeping. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you're slowing down that process and maybe inhibiting that process more than you actually realize. Uh, getting better sleep also helps us make better decisions. You know, the old saying of let me go sleep on it actually has a ton of value because when we have proper sleep, we're able to think through things a little bit more clearly, make better decisions, think a little bit more logically and maybe not so emotionally. So understanding that sleep can help with making better decisions, I think is also something important that we need to realize because getting less than four hours of sleep actually makes you 11 times more likely to get into a car accident. And this was something that I got out of uh, Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep. That book and then the book uh, Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson are two of the books where I got a ton of this information on. And since reading those books, I've never really looked at sleep the same. And uh, But basically, like I was saying, so if you're getting less than four hours of sleep, it makes you 11 times more likely to get into a car accident. And so you think about, well, why is that? Well, you can't make as good of decisions like we were saying there. You can't make as quick of decisions. You're not as alert, not as focused. So it just goes to kind of show you, give you that example there, like when we're really 
struggling with getting enough sleep, how much of an effect it can have on making good decisions. Right along with that, sleeping, getting the proper amount of sleep can help you regulate your emotions. I'm sure you've been in a situation or maybe you've experienced a time when you were tired and all you wanted to really do was just sleep and you felt like super irritable or angry or annoyed like very easily. And that's because when we're not getting enough sleep, it messes with our emotions. And this is something that you can see like very easily with younger children. So if you have kids or maybe you've been around small children or um, just younger kids in general who get very, very emotional when they haven't had enough sleep, maybe they missed their nap time or they had a poor night of sleep or whatever. And you just see them like throwing tantrums or crying or like just getting super emotional. And that's because they're not getting enough sleep because sleep is important for helping to regulate our emotions. So something to be aware of too, you know, like just in your everyday life, like if you're, you know, maybe you had a poor night of sleep for whatever reason, or, you know, you got woken up or something happened. Like if you're running on low sleep, it's probably important to be aware, like your emotions are probably going to be a little bit off and it's a little bit harder to regulate yourself. So just trying to be aware of that, you know, like how am I treating other people at work, my family, my friends, like you don't want to do anything or say anything that's going to really affect somebody else. So just being more aware of those things when you do get a crappy night of sleep, like just taking a second to pause and just kind of like, you know, give yourself a moment to gather yourself so you're not doing things or saying things that are going to get you in trouble at work or with your family or whatever the case may be, just because you're not necessarily your normal self when you're getting less than you know your normal amount of sleep less than your seven or eight hours of sleep like you're just you're just not acting in a way that you typically would act saying things that you typically would say or maybe even doing some things that you typically wouldn't do another thing that's going on when we're sleeping is we're using some of those things that we learn throughout the day like we're trying to put those into long-term memory we're also getting rid of a lot of things that we don't need to remember so our brain is processing literally thousands of different pieces of information every single day. We're learning new things. We're taking in so much information literally every single second of the day. And a lot of that stuff you don't necessarily need. So while you're sleeping, this is also a time to kind of clear all that stuff out that you don't need. I just think of it as kind of clearing out all the junk, you know, clearing out the junk files or the trash files that you don't necessarily need because you don't need all that stuff swirling around up there. And we want our brain to be working as efficiently in a as effectively as possible. And if there's a bunch of extra stuff going on up there, well, it's probably not going to be doing that. So you need quality sleep in order to clear all the junk out and things that we don't necessarily need. So it's important from that aspect as well. It's also very important for learning new or even just improving skills. So whether you are learning a new skill could be cognitively, or it could be like a physical skill, you know, like learning to shoot a basketball or play guitar or maybe you have like a labor type job where like you work with your hands like and you have to learn new skills or like i said it could be something that is more like a brain skill where like you have to learn to code or do something with your brain that you need to learn a new skill or whatever like sleep is important for helping to improve those things because just like we talked about with like how you need enough sleep in order to move things into your long-term memory. The same kind of goes for learning a new skill. So like obviously practice is important in order to build up your skills, but to really like cement those skills in and continue to improve those at a high level, you need to get the proper sleep. And this is something that I've noticed personally since um, learning to play the guitar. I started playing the guitar probably like four or five years ago now. And I'll notice on some of like the nights where maybe I didn't get quite as good of sleep, 
like maybe I'm trying to learn a new song and I didn't get great sleep the night before, like I'll go to try to practice that same exact song the next day. And I just don't like, it didn't really stick. Like I don't really have the skills. Like I feel like I'm starting all over again and it didn't really necessarily felt like I made much progress from that day before. And now I know that a big part of that is because I'm not getting good sleep versus like if I've maybe been practicing and I get a really good night of sleep and then I wake up and I feel like it's just almost like automatic. Like I'm barely even thinking about like what my fingers are doing on the guitar. And it just seems to be like almost like automatic where it's just like flowing and everything's good. So, you know, sleep is important for that as well, especially if you're somebody who like, like I was saying, has a job where like you have to learn new skills or maybe you're trying to learn something within your personal life, your hobbies or whatever the case may be, like getting enough quality sleep or maybe like athletics or something like that. Like getting enough sleep is super important from that aspect as well. And I think one that, you know, a lot of us already know is sleep is important for repairing our physical body, um, which is something that you've been told if you ever played sports or anything like that, how important sleep was. And, you know, we need sleep so that we can grow big and strong and feel good and build muscle and all that kind of stuff, which that one's kind of an obvious one, but one that I still think that, you know, we take for granted a little bit because getting less than seven hours of sleep will both reduce your physical and your cognitive performance. And you think about that, like seven hours, wow, like that's doesn't seem like a ton, but a lot of people are getting a lot less than seven hours of good quality sleep. And so if you are getting less than seven hours of quality sleep, then you're probably not hitting your full potential just as far as like your cognitive performance. So basically how well your brain is working and, you know, the way that speeds at which your brain is working and the things that you can do mentally, uh, but then also physically too. Like if you're somebody who maybe you work out, you lift weights, you're wanting to get stronger or build muscle or something like leaving a little bit on the table by not getting enough sleep. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, every single night, like you, if you don't get seven hours of sleep, you're just going to be worthless the next day. But obviously we want to try to get enough sleep so that we can really maximize our potential and maximize our performance both mentally and physically. And like I was saying, this is something that you've been told since you were a young kid or, you know, a young student or a young athlete, like coaches will talk about getting a good night's sleep before a game or a competition. Teachers would always talk about getting a good night's sleep before like big testing, or maybe you have like a big project or a big presentation or something like that. They would always remind you to try to get some good sleep. And it's funny because like a lot of the things that we do on those nights is we'll end up staying up later, maybe because you're stressed or you're nervous, or maybe you just need to like pull an all nighter or whatever the case may be. But a lot of that stuff is obviously going to be counterproductive. We'd be much better off just focusing on getting a good night of sleep. And there was a study in one of these, uh, one of these books that I had read about sleep and it basically was um, showing like the differences between people who pulled all nighters versus people who just went and got a good night of sleep. And the people who got a full good night of sleep actually retained about 40% more information than the people who were pulling all nighters. So like, I know we've all done it, like if you were in college or maybe even in high school, or maybe you just had a big work project and you just pulled an all nighter because you felt like you had to really nail this presentation or, you know, this test or whatever. So you pull an all nighter thinking that, you know, you're putting in the hours and you're learning a bunch of stuff and all that. But the the studies show that you probably would have just been better off studying a little bit more throughout the day and then just getting a good night's sleep and waking up and taking the test or doing the presentation or, you know, whatever the case may be. So 
again, it's hard to get around, like, think that sleep isn't that important, but like all these studies show and all these things just continue to show just how important that sleep is. Along with the, uh, the physical side of things, not getting enough sleep can actually have a pretty significant effect on our heart and our cardiovascular system um, because not getting enough sleep can increase the problems with like heart attacks and high blood pressure and things like that. And I came across this, uh, this story and basically it was the theory about like our, our daylight savings time where we are losing one hour of sleep. And there seems to be a very large uptick in heart attacks on that day. And the whole theory behind that is that we are throwing off our whole schedule. We're throwing off our sleep routine, our circadian rhythm a little bit, and we're getting less sleep and that results in people getting more heart attacks. Now, obviously, like I said, it's just kind of a theory. They can't necessarily prove all that. It could be some other things that are involved, but I think the correlation is there. And so just something to be aware of, like when you're getting less sleep, not only is it not good for all the mental things, but it's also not very good for physical things we have going on. And especially something as important as, you know, your heart and how your cardiovascular system is working, like not getting enough sleep can affect how those things are functioning and the health of those things. Sleep also plays a pretty important role uh, within our metabolism. And this is something that this is probably why I kind of started getting into learning more about sleep and things like that, just because, you know, with fat loss and wanting to lose weight and all that stuff, like I'd always heard people talking about like how important sleep was, but I never really understood like the correlation of like why sleep was so important for weight loss until I got into learning about it a little bit more. So getting enough sleep is going to help keep our metabolism regulated and just working normally and not getting enough sleep actually will end up playing a pretty big role in like what we eat and how much we eat. So if you're not getting enough sleep, it can actually affect the hormones, uh, leptin and ghrelin. And both of those things just control basically how much you're going to eat because one of them controls how hungry you feel. And then the other one controls how satiated or basically how full you feel. So if you're not getting enough sleep, both those hormones can be affected, which leads to you being hungrier, but also being less satisfied. And when you're hungrier and you feel less satisfied, you're going to eat quite a bit more, which is why people who get less sleep typically have more issues with being overweight or gaining weight, being obese, those sort of things. And there was a, a study that I'd come across where and this was just recently I'd come across this study, but basically they, they took two groups of people who were trying to lose weight. They had one group of people who was getting on average five hours of sleep versus a group who is getting about seven hours of sleep and they put them on the exact same diet. So they were eating the same amount of calories. So in theory, they should lose the same amount of weight because they're eating the same things or eating the same amount of calories, kind of doing the same routine. But the only difference was their sleep was a little bit different. So five hours of sleep versus seven hours of sleep. And the group that was getting consistently five hours of sleep, they lost the same amount of weight as the group who was getting seven but they lost more muscle mass and they lost less fat. So obviously that is not a good thing. When we're losing weight, we don't wanna lose muscle because in order to look a certain way, but also function as our best selves, right? We don't want to be in a position where we're losing a bunch of muscle mass and now we don't really look the way that we wanna look. We're not really strong. We feel weak and kind of frail. Like also muscle mass is good for being able to eat more bottom line is that you want to keep as much muscle as possible. You want to lose as much fat as possible. But if you're not sleeping, 
a quality amount. Like if you're not getting your seven or eight hours of sleep, you may be losing weight, but you're not necessarily losing the weight that you want. You're not losing fat. You're losing more muscle mass than you want to be losing. So that's definitely something to keep in mind, especially if you have goals around building muscle, retaining muscle, losing fat, all those sorts of things. Um, another thing that sleep does is it keeps our immune system working properly. So a lack of sleep compromises our immune system and you're just more likely to get sick. And this is probably something that you've experienced at one time or another too. Maybe you get super busy with school or super busy with work and you just felt like really stressed and you're not just sleeping great. And then like you have a big project coming up and you're working on that project, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like you're done with that project, that stuff is all over, but like you've had just a crappy week of just not taking care of your health, you're not sleeping well. And then all of a sudden, like things have kind of settled down and then you get sick. Well, a big part of that is probably because you're not sleeping quite enough. And it's not just like, you know, your simple colds or like getting sick or things like that. It also has a bigger effect on like more serious, more life-threatening type diseases. So people who get less sleep in general have higher chances of getting things like cancer, which obviously is something that we want to try to avoid, right? There was a study that I had also heard about where they were talking about shift workers who work the night shift who have, you know, pretty irregular sleep schedule, probably not sleeping as well. Their quality of sleep just isn't good because their circadian rhythm is just kind of thrown off. They're not being able to sleep at night when their body would expect them to be sleeping. Sleep schedule is just kind of weird because then you have during the week, you're, you know, on a night shift or whatever, but then on the weekends, maybe your, your schedule is kind of thrown off again. So you're not getting as much sleep. The sleep isn't as quality and you're just not really sleeping at the times where your body would expect you to be sleeping. And these shift workers have a much, much larger chance of developing things like cancer than the normal person. So again, just another example that just goes to show you not only how important sleep is like for the short term and like staying healthy, but even for long term with bigger health issues like cancer can become an issue if you're not getting enough sleep. A couple other things that we'll talk about that sleep does is uh, comes to when we talk about like reproduction hormones, it also helps with that. So if you're not getting enough sleep, it could affect in men testosterone and then in women, it can actually affect or decrease chances of pregnancy. So again, it's just so many different things that I'm talking about here and like just understanding that sleep is just such a vital role in all these different things. So I think, you know, just kind of talking and touching on some of those different things and how it can affect just all these different facets within your life is just to think about like, if you start to feel off, like if you're feeling, you know, maybe you have low energy, maybe you have brain fog, you're feeling tired all the time. Maybe you just seem like you've just been in a really bad mood, you can't focus, like you don't have clarity, uh, maybe just your physical body, like you have aches and pains, like things going on, you feel like you're getting sick more than you usually do. Like one of the very first places that you should look is what's your sleep looking like? If your sleep is looking like trash, that might be a really, really good place to start. Um, and there's a few ways besides like those simple symptoms, just a few questions you can ask yourself to see like if you're getting enough sleep. And this was something that I got straight out of the book of from Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep. These three simple questions that he recommends that you can use to see like if you are getting enough sleep or not. And the first one is, if you didn't set an alarm, would you sleep past the time that you're supposed to wake up? Your body is really good at knowing how much sleep you need and how much rest you need. So if you were not to set your alarm in the morning, would you sleep past your alarm? If the answer is yes, you're probably not getting enough sleep on a regular basis. Question number two, can you function in the morning without caffeine? So caffeine is like 
most widely used drug out there. Yes, it is a drug that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but it is a drug that we use. Um, and a lot of people use it for the effect of kind of wakes them up, kind of gets them going a little bit more focused, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But if you feel like you cannot function in the morning before getting your coffee, this might be a sign that you are not getting enough sleep. Like you should be able to wake up and feel rested and feel ready to go and focused without necessarily needing caffeine in your system. And then the third one that he recommends is, and the third question that he recommends you ask yourself is, around that time, like after you've been up maybe an hour or two, like somewhere in that mid-morning time, do you feel like you could fall back asleep? If you feel like you could easily fall back asleep before you know you even get to lunch, that's probably another good sign that you are not getting enough sleep. So three simple questions there that you can ask yourself to see whether or not you're getting enough sleep on a consistent basis. And again, like it's not like you know, every single night is going to be perfect. You're going to have nights where maybe you don't sleep as well. You don't get as, you don't get enough sleep or, you know, feel as rested or energized as you would like. But in general, like you should be feeling like you're waking up fairly rested, fairly ready to go, energized, able to focus, you know, have clarity, all those things. Um, and with that being said, you know, that was just kind of a whole big topic on why we sleep and what's important about sleep and what may be happening if you're not getting enough sleep. But course, I always like to give people some practical things to that they can use. And these are some of the things that I've used personally since really focusing on sleep and some things that, you know, I found to work pretty well. And then also just some tips that I've gotten from these other guys that I've read about through these books. And also some tips that I've picked up along different podcasts and books and things like that, that are actually practical and things that you can try to improve your sleep. So uh, number one, uh, talking about just, you know, how much sleep do you actually need? I think we all hear the golden rule about getting eight hours of sleep is kind of the gold standard that people want to shoot for. And this can vary a bit from person to person just based on different factors of you know, how much physical activity you're doing, um, maybe your job, like your genetics. There's different factors that may affect how much sleep you need exactly. Um, so somewhere in that eight hour range, you know, seven, eight, some people may need nine. Uh, but just understanding that sleep is important. So try to make that a priority. Like, some people may hear eight hours of sleep and like, oh, I don't have enough time for that, you know, but after talking about all those different things that sleep affects, it's like, it's something that you should put pretty dang high on your priority list because it's going to make those hours that you're awake more productive, more enjoyable. You'll get more out of those hours that you're actually awake if you're getting the right amount of sleep. And then the other thing I need to mention too is like when it comes to getting enough sleep, understand that if your goal is to get eight hours of sleep, you probably need to be in your bed closer to nine hours. Of sleep. And this is something that I've really, really started to understand since wearing my uh, Whoop Band, which is my fitness tracker. Um, one of the things that it does is it tracks your sleep and the different stages of sleep and how much time it takes you to fall asleep, how often you're waking up, how much time you spend awake at night, how much deep sleep you're getting. So it really breaks it down into all these different areas. And so you can really see like how your sleep is affected throughout the night. And one of the major things that I noticed was like the amount of time that you spend in bed is not necessarily the amount of sleep that you are getting. And again, that's because it takes you time to fall asleep. You're going to wake up at different times throughout the night and you won't remember it most of the times and you like don't really realize how often you may be waking up, but all that time kind of adds up throughout the night where you're not necessarily in, you know, your deep quality sleep. So when you put all those things together, you realize that it adds up quite a bit. And so again, like if you're trying to get at least seven hours of sleep, you probably want to spend closer to eight hours in your bed to ensure that you're getting close to that seven hours of sleep. So 
don't just think because, oh, I spend eight hours in bed, I'm getting eight hours of sleep. You're not getting quite eight hours of sleep just because you're spending eight hours in your bed. So if you want to get that solid number, you want to hit that number, hit that goal, give yourself an extra hour in bed to ensure that you are getting some high quality sleep. All right. So getting into some tips that you can do. So broke these down into kind of some different categories here. And some of the things that you can do throughout the day to help with your sleep is to get some sunlight in the morning. And what this does is basically just helps to regulate your circadian rhythm. So again, your body is smart. It runs on a cycle and it knows like when it wants to sleep, when it wants to wake up, all that good stuff. But one of the ways that it does that is through sunlight. So if you can get out in the sun, get some sun in your eyeballs in the morning, it can help to regulate that and keep you kind of running on that smooth clock. Uh, this is something that I know Andrew Huberman talks about all the time. And I know it's not necessarily possible for everybody, you know, just based on your circumstances. Maybe you have like kids and you work like crazy early. Maybe the sun's not even out when you have to go to work, things like that. But if this is something that you can do, get out in the morning for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and get some sunlight in your eyes, it is going to help. And just because the sun doesn't necessarily look like it's out, maybe it's super foggy or whatever the case may be, there's still a positive effect on getting outside and being outdoors in the morning to help to regulate that uh, circadian rhythm. So that's one thing that you can do, get a little sunlight in the morning. Second thing you can do throughout the day is exercise or exert yourself. A lot of us live more sedentary lives than we ever have before. Like just as a human species, we are more sedentary and we do not move as much as we used to. So exercising, getting movement, exerting yourself, like those are all good things to help you sleep at night. Like if you've worked a you know a really hard day or you've done a lot, a lot of physical activity or pushed yourself in the gym, like you're just going to be more tired at night, which is a good thing, right? You want to feel like you did some things throughout the day. You don't want to feel like restless when you go to lay down. And so one of the things that you can do is to exert yourself physically. Um, and then the third thing that you can do throughout the day is to cut off the caffeine in the afternoon. So a lot of recommendations are to stop drinking caffeine by about noon. And reason being is because caffeine stays in your system for quite a while, even though you may not feel the effects, it still could be in your system and affecting you from falling asleep, or maybe staying asleep, or even just getting as good of quality sleep as you would like. So you may fall asleep, but maybe you're not necessarily getting the quality sleep because you have too much caffeine in your system. So if you do drink caffeine, try to limit that to just in the morning time and cut that off by lunchtime to help you out with your sleep a little bit. Second main tip I have is to have some sort of routine. So a lot of us have morning routines or you hear a lot of talk about, you know, morning routines and things like that. But having a bedtime routine can be super helpful when it comes to getting enough sleep. You know, setting an alarm at night is something you can do to help you know when it's time to wind down. It's something that I started doing. I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard somebody mention that. Like, we all have these morning alarm times. Like, why not set a bedtime alarm so that you can make sure you're getting enough sleep? Because really, a solid good day starts the night before with getting a good night's sleep. So why not make that an important thing and a, a thing to focus on? So set an alarm at night, you know, 10 o'clock, whatever, 930 10:30, whenever it is that you're planning on going to bed, set an alarm for a good 30 to 60 minutes before that. So you can just start to wind down. That way you don't find yourself, you know, you look at the clock and it's already past your bedtime and you're like, oh, I'll just watch another Netflix episode or stay up on my phone, scrolling a little bit longer, like set that alarm. So as soon as that alarm goes off, you can start winding down and getting into a routine of getting yourself ready for some good sleep. 
Some other things that you can do as, as you're like later in the night is stop drinking and eating two to three hours before bed, uh, just because that's going to affect how easily you can fall asleep and your quality of sleep and staying asleep and all that kind of stuff. Like if you drinking a bunch before you go to bed, obviously you know, you're probably going to have to wake up a bunch to go pee. That's not necessarily good for good sleep. Um, if you're eating a whole bunch, you're going to have a bunch of digestion stuff going on. That's not necessarily great for good sleep. Another thing, something that's very hard to do, but limiting light or screens like an hour before bed can be super helpful. Like I said, that one's harder just because we spend a lot of time on our screens, on our phones, on our TVs. Like a lot of people like to you know, watch Netflix or scroll on social media before they go to bed. But trying to limit that at least an hour before bed can be super helpful because if you're having that light come into your eyeballs, it's not necessarily signaling your brain or your body that it's time to kind of shut it down because you're getting those signals to your brain that like we're still awake. We're still like, you know, trying to focus on different things versus if we're off the screens, maybe it's a little bit more dimmer. You're sending those signals that, okay, it's time to wind down. It's time to go to sleep. And then the other thing that you could do is you could just have, you know, maybe rather than screen time, like an hour before bed, you could just have a certain activity that you do before bed. And that helps to uh, get your brain kind of in that sleep mode. You make that association with that activity with going to sleep. So for example, like maybe you read 30 minutes before you go to bed every night, or maybe you listen to some soft music or, you know, some relaxing music, maybe you stretch, meditate, journal, talk with your family member or a partner or a spouse or a friend or whatever before you go to bed. But if you're doing this thing like constantly every night, you're going to start to make that association with, okay, when I do this thing, it's time to wind down. It's time to get ready for bed. It just helps to build that that habit and that association with getting sleep. So that's also another thing that you can do as well. Third thing, cold, dark, and quiet is what I call this tip. So you want to keep your room fairly cold, somewhere in between like 60 to 68 degrees. And this is something that, you know, you can play around with and see what's comfortable to you. But you do not want to be too hot when you're sleeping. You do not want to be too cold because that's going to affect your quality of sleep. Your body temperature needs to be at a certain area. And if it's too hot, like you're going to be uncomfortable. Like if you've ever tried to like camp or maybe you've had to sleep like when it's been really hot conditions, like your air conditioner went out or whatever the case may be. It's very hard to sleep when you're hot and sweaty and just uncomfortable. It's also very hard to sleep if you're super cold, like if you don't have blankets or you're just not comfortable, like it's just hard to get good quality sleep if you're too hot or too cold. So keep your room fairly cold somewhere between 60 to 68 degrees. You want to keep your room dark. So the darker, the better. Blackout curtains are a super easy way to make your room very dark. They're not very expensive. You invest in those and it keeps your keeps your room nice and dark, uh, which makes it easier to sleep. You could also use eye masks. Those work as well. I've never really used one of those just because I don't really like the idea of having something on my face. But obviously people use those and um, those can work as well. Um, and then lastly, quiet. This one may vary a little bit for some people just because some people like a little bit of noise, uh, maybe like a fan or they have some calming music or like know some people use like white noise apps just to have like a little something in the background because they don't want it completely quiet. You may have other people on the other end of the spectrum where they want it completely silent. Like I know that some people out there that will use earplugs. Maybe you live like in a big city or where it's noisy or you live near something where there's just a lot of noise. Like you could use earplugs if you need to make it a little bit more quiet, but that one varies a little bit. So again, all those things are just a little bit like trial and error, figuring out what is going to be good for you, but play around with them. You know, it's worth trying to figure out what actually works for you. And then the last thing that I have when it comes to just 
better sleep tips. This one is more so about like waking up in the morning, but having a good alarm clock. I have this one and it's called a hatch. What basically it uses like light and sound to wake you up a little bit more gradually, which I found for me has helped a lot just with how I wake up after a night of sleep versus like, you know, the loud like buzzer or the old classic alarm clock where it's just like a super loud, super annoying way to wake up. And I just hated that. Like I hated waking up that way because it just kind of instantly puts you in a bad mood just with those loud sounds. And you're just like, ah, oh, freaking hate that sound. Like it doesn't start your day off on the right foot. And I just never really liked that. So I found this other alarm clock that I now use and I really enjoy. Like I said, it wakes you up gradually. You can just have it wake you up with light or you can have it wake you up um, with sound and light. But again, that's nice because it just wakes you up a little bit more gradually, a little bit more calm, start your day off on a little bit better foot than that like abrupt, super loud, super annoying noise that just hits you and just instantly pisses you off. So that would be my last tip when it comes to, uh, you know, getting some good quality sleep, have a good alarm clock to help you out with waking up. Um, and then with that being said, you know, just, just kind of wrapping this whole thing up, like sleep is literally the best performance enhancing drug that we have when it comes to like physical and brain benefits. Like there's nothing better out there that you can do. Like there's no supplement, there's no protocol, there's no anything that's going to be better than just getting high quality sleep. So take advantage of that, get enough sleep, make sure you prioritize it. And again, a lot of these things, like there's through a lot of different tips at you, like there's a lot of things that you may try. Some may work for you, some may not. You may have to try different things, but it's definitely something worth figuring out because how much it can improve the quality of your life. Like it affects so many different areas in your life. And so just by figuring out this one thing of sleeping better, it's going to make your life that much better. So again, spend the time to work on it, figure out what works for you and continue to prioritize your sleep because it's definitely worth it and it's going to make your life better. And with that being said, last thing I will say is, again, got the one-on-one -on -one coaching spots, five of those spots open. If you're interested, check that link, hit me up, send me a message, let's have a conversation if you're interested in some change. Um, and then lastly, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we will see you next week.